You're listening to a Mango Languages podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to How Language Works. Emily here, your friendly neighborhood linguist. In our last episode, we dove into the structure of words and how they get built from individual morphemes. In this episode, we explore how words map onto their meanings, which means we're entering into the field of semantics. By the end, you'll know what semantics is, why it matters, and you'll understand the main principles underlying word meaning. Lucky for you, I have summed all that up into five easy-to-understand points. So let's dive in. Number one, definition time. What is semantics? Semantics is the field of study dedicated to the meaning of words in human languages. If I were to tell you I'm a semanticist, that could mean a lot of different things. I could be a formal semanticist, a lexical semanticist, or a cognitive semanticist, each of which comes with its own set of methodologies and objects of study. But what they all have in common is that they study how words and meanings map onto each other. In linguistics, we call this form-function mapping. Form refers to the word, so... In English, we could say house, for example. The function is what it means. So we could say the structure for human habitation. Research into word meaning can have many applications. For example, some semantic models can impact how we teach computers to process human language, and others can be used to help students learn vocabulary more efficiently in a foreign language. Now on to some of those main principles underlying our words. Just in the way that money only has value because we assign it value, our words only carry meaning because we assign them meaning. Think about it. Why did we end up calling trees trees or boxes boxes? The short answer is that we really don't know, but it seems to be mostly arbitrary. Now, there is some evidence that our brains are wired for certain sounds to indicate certain things to us. For example, to most people, the sound kiki sounds like it should refer to a spiky object, while the sound Bobo sounds like it should refer to a round object. But that phenomenon, which is called sound symbolism, doesn't explain how we get so many languages with different words for the same concepts. While we don't have concrete answers for why certain concepts got the word form assignments that they did, we do know something about the how, and it all boils down to conventionalization. Conventionalization is the process by which a word form comes to be associated with a particular meaning through consistent use. For example, we can all agree that the English word form tree is conventionally used to refer to the woody perennial plant that we all know and love. So I would get a lot of confused stares if I just decided to start using the word tree to refer to something completely different, like boxes. That would be weird and unnecessary because that form function pair is highly conventionalized. And humans typically want to understand and be understood in conversation. So it's efficient for us to rely on these conventionalized form function mappings to make meaning. Now, while conventionalization is ever present in how we make meaning with our words, that doesn't mean that words and their meanings stay the same over time. That brings us to point number three. Word meanings evolve as we use them differently. To continue with our money analogy, just like the value of currencies change, so do the meanings of our words. There's a famous saying in linguistics circles that says, I'll tell you what a word means by the company that it keeps. So this means that a word might start out with one meaning, but over time, if people are using it in different contexts, it'll accrue a slightly different meaning. For example, the word grab used to only mean 
to seize suddenly with one's hands, but now we use it in all kinds of contexts. For example, we can say grab a taxi, and that doesn't mean we're grabbing something with our hands suddenly, it just means to get a taxi. This change in word meaning from something specific to something more general is called generalization, and it's quite common across languages. And it's a really common mechanism of word meaning change across languages of the world. Shifts in word meaning like this often happen through metaphorical use because we humans use language creatively and innovatively. And this is also how we get multiple meanings for words. Like head can refer to the head of a human body for sure, but it can also refer to the head of a company, the head of a table. We call this polysemy or the coexistence of multiple meanings for a given word. Use that word at your next dinner party. Polysemy, it's the best. On to point number four. Semantics gives us a framework for defining word relationships. I'm sure you've heard of synonyms and antonyms, but did you know there's a whole bunch of other word relationships out there? As a field, semantics offers us all kinds of helpful terms and taxonomies for mapping out how words and meanings can relate to one another. For example, hypernym is what you call the umbrella term for a group of other words. For example, the word fruit is the hypernym for the words banana and orange. Okay, last point, point number five. If you've ever learned another language, you know this is true. For example, English has one word for the article the, but German, on the other hand, has three different words that differ by gender. Spanish has two words to convey different types of being, ser versus a star, but English only has one verb to be. This comes back to the idea that words in any language often have multiple possible meanings, which leaves our everyday interactions full of ambiguity and gives us lots of room for endless confusion. And yet we manage to understand each other most of the time. And the reason for this is that we are wired to make inferences about word meaning ambiguity based on context, which we'll get into in our next episode in the series, which dives into a facet of language called pragmatics. To recap, we covered that words are to meaning as money is to value. That is mostly arbitrary. And word meanings are notorious shapeshifters that evolve over time as we creatively innovate the ways that we use our language metaphorically. Well, we've reached the end of the episode. As always, if you like the show, let us know by subscribing and hey, leave us a comment. In today's episode, we learned that semantics is all about how words map onto their meanings. We also learned that different languages cut up the semantic space differently and that semantics saves the day by giving us concrete terms and methodologies for describing those meaning relationships within and between languages. And if you want to understand how meaning making works in language, semantics isn't the end of the story. You need to understand pragmatics too, which is all about how word meaning is context dependent. To put it simply, semantics is about literal word meaning, while pragmatics is about contextual word meaning. So stay tuned for our next episode of How Language Works. Until then, have a good one. Bye.